What's up, Seven Figures Nation? We got uh, Jorge Contreras here. He is an Airbnb real estate millionaire here to educate and empower you guys on what it looks like to create a life by design powered and fueled by real estate. And one of the largest opportunities out there right now is absolutely in uh, short-term rentals, the Airbnb space, uh, if you will. Now, Jorge is not only a real estate investor and an Airbnb investor, but he's also a coach who's passionate about teaching and helping uh, those who are committed to achieving financial and location freedom and time freedom. Those are things that he's done, and that's what he teaches his community. And uh, he's uh, he retired at age 29 before he was even 30, uh, became a seven figures entrepreneur, you know, thereafter, and currently is earning seven figures with his Airbnb business. And that's why we brought him, had to bring him onto the Seven Figures Club podcast so he could share the seven figure secrets so you guys can join that Seven Figures Club. Jorge, welcome to the show. There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S. and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. Hey, man. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Leo. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, man. Excited to dig into this. The first thing I want to ask you is, you know, with your background, what were some of the key events that happened in your life that made you think, hey, I don't have to live a regular life. I can choose to live, you know, the life of my dreams. I can become an entrepreneur. I can be, you know, independent and control my time and build the life that I want by design. What were some of those key events that kind of led you down that path? Yeah, the the biggest one was 10 years ago where I had my first business. I was actually a professional dancer. I was traveling all over the world. And really? I mean, the problem is, yeah, the problem is, is I was trading time for money. I ran this business just yeah. like a job. And my belief at the time was that working hard equals success. So there I yeah. was working hard, trading time for money, 14, sometimes 16 hours a day as I was living in airports wow. and hotels. And uh, I injured my back. I got a herniated disc and it got to the point oh, where wow. I couldn't, I couldn't sprint and I couldn't run. Then I couldn't walk. I couldn't dance. And then I was just laid on the floor because I was permanently hunched over. I couldn't stand up straight. And we went to the doctor, uh, the surgeon. He says, Hey, we got to do this surgery tomorrow. And by the way, it's a 50, 50 chance you'll oh ever gosh. walk again. So what? that was, I, I still remember the time from when he told me it was a 50, 50 chance to the time of the surgery was the longest, you know, 18 hours of my life. And so many things were going through my mind at the time. It was like, man, what if I can't walk after this? Like, like I need my body and I use, I use my hands and my body to make money. And so that, that's really when I was like, man, I have to figure out a way to make passive income, whether I walk or whether I'm not going to walk. Like I need to figure out a way to just work smarter and not harder. I need to learn how to use leverage, right? And that's really what led me down the path of, you know, passive income and real estate investing. And so I started buying real estate in 2012, that same year. And that's how the journey began. That was a turning point for me, Leo. 
Unbelievable. So it's now been a decade of, of buying and, and investing in real estate. So where did you get started? You know, a lot of people are listening here. They're, they're entrepreneurs, they're small business owners. Maybe they've got a job and they're, they're, they've got a side hustle and they know at some point, yeah, you make money, you get money, but that doesn't do anything until your money starts working for you. So where did you start and, and how did you get the confidence or, or the tactics to start you know, diving into real estate in 2012? Well, you know, a lot of people are motivated by what they want, like the outcomes they want. And other people are motivated by the pain and the challenges they're experiencing. And for me, I was motivated by the pain, the physical, mm -hmm. spiritual, all the pain that I experienced yeah, uh, during that back surgery. It was, it was a, a big, like a, a huge growth opportunity for me. But really where it began, Leo, is that I knew how to buy my first home in 2012, which I did, but I didn't know how to go and buy the second one and the third one, which is a very different strategy, right? Oh, so yeah. what I did is I seeked mentorship. I said, you know, I need to find someone that's already mm -hmm. a millionaire, somebody that can just yes. show me the blueprint, yes. right? Which I'm a, a huge proponent of. And one day I was just, I started searching online. I started looking on Facebook, on YouTube, just typing things like real estate, and uh, lo and behold, uh, Les Brown was holding a huge convention in downtown LA and from, and it was free. There was like 5,000 people. And from there, they were offering all kinds wow. of like mini courses and three-day trainings on different strategies. And for me, the one that caught my attention was real estate. So I went to the Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It was a three-day event for like $300. And then at the end of the three days, they gave us an opportunity to be a part of their, you know, two-year mentorship. And so I, when they, when they just all three days, I knew that I was born for this opportunity and it was exactly what I was looking for. And so, um, you know, I, I got started, I made the investment. It was a $35,000 investment. This is uh, August of 20, it was August 8th of 2015. I still remember the day and wow. it, it was a, it was a, it was a life-changing, life-changing day because one of the goals that I had at the time, Leo, is I wanted to buy my mom a home, but like, I didn't know how to go and buy multiple properties. So I remember I called her on that Sunday, right? When I made the payment and I, I was crying, like I was just crying uncontrollably because my mom didn't have her own home to live. And I called her and I said, mom, I figured out how I'm going to buy you your home. And sure enough, 18 months later, I bought her her home. And within two years, my net worth exceeded a million. Wow, that is an amazing story. So you had a lot of whys here, you know, and that's important for people to define what's driving them to get through the adversity and for you, little physical pain and, and losing your main income source because you've got this uh, back pain. And so you've got that spurring you on. And then you've got, hey, I've got to be able to take care of my mom. She's done so much for me up to this point. How can I do this? Real estate's the vehicle. And you said something so important there that a lot of people don't understand. If you're struggling and yet you're not reaching out for mentors, you're not learning from someone like Jorge, then it's kind of on you. You have to take that step. You have to read the books. I'm looking in your background. Um, I've got a library here of, yeah. of hundreds, <laughs> if not a thousand uh, books from entrepreneurs and real estate investors and so many others who have been key to my success. And that's what it takes is reaching out and asking someone who has a blueprint, who, who's already done this. Let's not try and figure it out and go through the school of hard knocks, which is way more costly than the $35,000 training program. And that's oh, yeah. the mentality that people have to start thinking yeah. 
differently if they yeah. want to achieve that kind of success. That's, so, yeah. so you now, what did you do during those 18 months? What were some of the, you know, projects you got uh, interested in and uh, what were some of those uh, initial strategies that were working for you so well uh, during that time where you could literally 18 months later, you got mama home. Yeah. Yeah. Before I go into the strategies, I just want to touch on something that you said right now. Or the, even the mindset is yeah. so important. So, you know, you know, you mentioned something, Leo, a lot of people just think about the cost up front, whether whatever the cost may be. Right. And what people fail to look at is how much it costs them if they don't make the right investments, if they don't get started. And so I made a $35,000 yeah. investment and two and a half years later, uh, I added like an, like $700,000 of net worth. So had I not taken action, it would have not cost me 35K, it would have cost me $700,000. Exactly. And so, and I always tell people like, whether you want to start a construction business or a flipping business or a funding business or air, it doesn't matter, right? Just find someone who already has a blueprint and just pay them whatever it takes and just learn from them. But going back to your question, Leo, so some of the projects that I went into, is I started doing a combination of a few things. I started doing a lot of house hacking. So I was I was buying these uh, single family homes and turning them into two or three units and then doing short-term oh, rentals. Brilliant. And so I was able to get multiple short-term rental incomes while only having one mortgage. And then I would go and buy a new residence with like 5% down. And at the time, my wife, it was just me and my wife, right? We didn't have kids at the time. And so we didn't need four bedrooms or five bedrooms with an office. So we would just keep like 70% of the home. We'd do a split home ADU, a split home accessory dwelling unit. We'd Airbnb that side. They had their own kitchen, their own bathroom, their own everything, their own entrance. We would never see them. We'd never cross paths. But that other unit would pay for the mortgage. So when my mortgage was three grand, we were saving three grand a month, which is almost 40,000 a year. And we did that for, for two and a half years, right? We saved just on that one property, property $100,000 of mortgage payments stayed in our house, which allowed us to go take that money and go buy a couple more houses, do more house hacking. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that, you know, entrepreneurs were really good at, right, Leo, is we're really good at delaying gratification. So instead of spending those 100, we said, let's go and snowball this baby and reinvest back into the business. And that's really how we got to where we are today. Or it's just so powerful, so much. The value bombs are just coming, everybody. So pay <laughs> attention. So what most people do, in fact, what I did wrong was, you know, you go and buy as big a house as you can without <laughs> even thinking about building your own wealth and understanding that the way you build wealth is by delaying gratification. It isn't by, let's buy the biggest house. Let's buy a property that we can turn into two units, three units and make additional, pay the mortgage and then take that money and get more properties and grow and grow and build this empire. And that's why you've got to have someone who's a mentor who can teach you how to do it like Jorge has. And then all of a sudden, 35000 training turns into $700,000 in property <laughs> equity. Now, one of the interesting things that you've done is you become a master of short-term rentals, you know, aka Airbnb, Verbo. And a lot of people, you know, are, are familiar with flipping a house. They're familiar with, you know, renting out a house, uh, long-term rental. But explain to the audience how powerful these Airbnb and these short-term rental strategies can be and, and even why maybe that's what someone should be looking to get started with um, in real estate or at least transitioning to. 
Absolutely. The average real estate investor hopes to make $200 a month of cash flow with, you know, long-term tenants, right? Which still works, but it's, it's sort of like a, like a, like a blockbuster model, like it's back in the day. Right. And so the new innovative disruptive technology is short-term rentals, right? They acquire the clients, they put the properties and the host together, and then they've created a business. And so when executed correctly, uh, you can profit about 2000 a month, even without owning the real estate. Now, to be correct, right, I always tell people that they should make it their goal to own as much real estate because that is where you're going to create long-term wealth. And 90% of all millionaires have been created through owning and holding real estate long-term. Yet, I understand that most people are not in a position to go drop, you know, 15, 20% down on investment properties. Yeah. And this is why arbitrage is such a great side hustle for like nine mm -hmm. of fivers who are transitioning from working in a job to wanting to build their own last name and their own empire. And I always tell people going on subleasing, you don't have to put in any down payments, no closing costs. All you need is three things, the first month, the deposit and the furniture. And if you start cash flowing 2000 a month, that's 24,000 a year. Most people just need two to four Airbnbs to replace their nine to five. And now that they have an accelerated cash flow, they should reinvest that to then go and buy real estate. So it's really in two phases yes. that how that works. Absolutely, guys. So just amazing the opportunities with short-term rentals. Um, you know, I've I've got uh, short-term rentals and I just saw a booking come in $6,500 another one for 5,000, 8,000, like these are coming in all the time and they're, they're explosive. And what Jorge is saying is right. You can go buy, you know, a $250,000 property, or you can, you know, try and do something and you got to put 50 grand down and you might make, you know, $200 a month in cash right. flow. And, you know, over time you're going to win, you'll pay the mortgage down. The property will eventually go up um, even if it's a uh, flat for the next year or so. But if you can have a great short-term rental and Airbnb property, that same property in the right area could be generating thousands of dollars a month in cash flow at literally 10 times what a regular long-term rental can make. And that's the opportunity. And again, you've got to follow the right system to do that. And just amazing. Now, one of the other really cool things about Airbnb businesses that people are not aware of is there are ways to kind of automate these and, and really make them work for you. Um, what are some of the uh, strategies and, and, and how do you create systems to automate an Airbnb business? That's a great question. Uh, the other day, my buddy and I posted a video and I started with, he said, so exa exactly how do you do this with Airbnb? And I started by the video by saying how Airbnb is a passive income stream for me. And in all these hate comments, right? We're like, that's not, Airbnb is not a, pa it's not a passive strategy. You know, it's very, and so the truth is, is that it's not passive, right? Airbnb is a very high intense operation business, but just like anything, if you have the right team and the right systems in place, you can make it an 80 to 90% oh, passive yeah. strategy. And you can do that with anything, right? And so what we've done is, you know, we've realized that there's only three operations in the Airbnb business. It doesn't matter if you own it, if you're subleasing, or if you're managing other people's short-term rentals, you're going to have someone to clean, someone to do maintenance, and someone to do communications. When you automate those three things, there isn't really anything else to do, right? Eventually, once you have more than five, then you bring in a manager. And then this is what allows you to work on the business, not in the business. But I recommend everybody to start by hiring a virtual assistant. I like to use a website called Up 
upwork.com, upwork.com. And you can hire people in Mexico, South America, Central America that for $40 a month per listing can handle all of your communications before, during, and after which each and every guest, they're in communications with your cleaners, your maintenance people, and you start building a team and a system. So this way it could be more of a hands-off experience. So those are really the three things to automate to make it a mostly passive business. Hmm. Unbelievable. And, and see, that's that's where you're working on the business, not in it. Uh, there's a book uh, by Michael Gerber, The E-Myth Revisited. And that's the problem, right? It's it's like, oh, I'm going to become a real estate investor and then I'm going to do all of the work. No, you got to build a team, build a team. And that's, again, why you want to follow a system. And because when you do it right, uh, for example, let me give you a good example. Uh, one of the first real estate investments I made, I bought a four-unit apartment building. Guess who managed it? Yeah, I did. Not good. Not good. I managed it. The tenants took advantage of me. I'd never managed property before. I didn't know how to find good tenants. I was always you know, spending more money fixing up damage because I rented out to the wrong tenants. Didn't have the experience. Didn't have a system. What an absolute nightmare now let's let's compare that to what I did now following Jorge's system with Airbnb properties. We've got Airbnb properties in Orlando. I live in Utah. How am I doing this? Well, I've got right. a great team following Jorge's system. We've got a team that takes care of the bookings, a team that takes care of the cleanings and the maintenance. And my job is then to just kind of oversee it all, maybe make a big decision here and there if, if ever someone has an issue. But it really is 80 to 90 percent pretty passive and just so many benefits. And really, the way I see it, I'm not sure that there's bigger benefits and more upside um, with any other real estate investment type other than Airbnb and, and these short-term rental properties. And it's just amazing. Um, you know, some of the amazing things with that comes um, with tax-free wealth strategies. Oh, yes. Jorge, how does this work? So, so you're telling me you can actually become a millionaire, passive money, cash flow, and then you're actually paying very little in taxes. How does that work? So there's a strategy called uh, cost segregation. And you know, the the easiest way to break it down, right? You're if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner, you allow you are allowed to write off the entire purchase price of a vehicle in year one, as long as the vehicle weighs more than six thousand pounds and it's primarily used for for uh, for business. So, like a Tesla Model X, yeah. a Lamborghini Urus, whatever, right? Oh, and so it. you buy like when I got my Tesla Model X two years ago, it was a hundred thousand dollars, and I was able to write off the entire purchase price in year one, even though I financed it over seventy-two months. We can do something mm -hmm. very similar with real estate. When you own it, you can accelerate the depreciation uh, about about thirty percent ish of the purchase price in year one, depending on the land to building uh, ratio. And it can make some or all of your income tax-free. And this is the beauty of doing it specifically wow. with short-term rentals because short-term rentals in the tax code, they're not considered passive. They're considered active income. Therefore, that active income from owning with short-term rentals can offset other active income like courses, education, funding, whatever the business is, Any even a W-2 job which is active, you can offset that income as long as um, you own it and as long as there's short-term rentals. 
Absolutely. Now, Jorge, a lot of people, you know, have heard about the opportunities with Airbnb, but they're they're scared, they're afraid that oh, if I, if I get this property, if I lock in, I do arbitrage, I lock the property up for a year, a year or two. How how do I know I can actually, you know, get full calendars and book bookings? Like, how do I, you know, price uh, the listings and the book? And, and what about different times of year? And I just, I'm scared that a lot of people, you know, have that concern and probably some of our listeners do right now. So what are, what are some of the ways to put the odds in your favor? Because to me, business and everything in life comes, if I can stack the odds in my favor, I can live with those results because I did everything possible to control what I can control. So how do we do that? How do we control that and, and put the odds in our favor with listings and, and do it the right way? Definitely. Great question, Leo. So we use data softwares like AirDNA and MashVisor in order to look at the existing revenue and occupancy of any Airbnb in the world. So AirDNA works anywhere in the world and MashVisor works everywhere in the US except Puerto Rico. And so the way we avoid going into an area where it may be saturated is looking at the comps, right? Just look at the existing performance. If yes. you see that there's, you know, five houses similar to the one you want to get, and those are making 8,000 on average year round, not just on one month, but year round. And then you could have a mortgage payment of 4,000 or a rent payment of 4,000, then that's a no brainer, right? And that is how you make sure Ooh. that it's already working. Somebody already took the risk. It's already been proven. You're not going in there to test the waters. It's, it's already working. And then the second part is I like to price it with my 10, 20, 30 model. So ideally, I want to break even at 10 days, double my rent or mortgage at 20 and have an opportunity yes. to triple um, at 30. So we will price our units to break even at 10 days uh, just on the rent, right? Not including like utilities and replenishable. Mm -hmm. So if my rent is 4,000 or my mortgage is 4,000, I want to ideally be able to charge 400. So I'm going to make sure it's a great property in a great location, like near Disneyland or near the water or near downtown, wherever there's a large population, a lot of tourism, uh, maybe a lot of big hotels as well. And if I can host eight to 12 people, 400 is actually a steal, right? Because you know, I, you know, I know, Leo, oh, if you have a group yeah. of 12 going to Disneyland in Orlando, man, they're going to be paying like $1,500 a night. All of a sudden, fourteen hundred dollars oh, yeah. is for four four hundred dollars is very reasonable. And if you could break even at ten days and start profiting after that, and it's and it's way nicer than the hotel. And there's a kitchen, absolutely. and I feel like I'm actually living in a nice space. Yes. Yeah, you get to just have a, an experience that you can't have in a hotel because in a hotel they're going to put you in three or four separate rooms. Where here you have those rooms, but they're all under one roof and you could, you know, barbecue together. And if there's a pool or a jacuzzi or a game room, you can just have a much greater experience at a fraction of the cost. No, no question about it. And that just makes so much sense. And so, guys, to break down what he's saying, he's saying uh, you don't buy the property and hope that you got the right property that's going <laughs> to get booked out. You do the research before you buy the property and you already know, oh, well, the, the you know, properties in this area of that size and type are doing this. Or if it's already it, it's already an Airbnb property, you kind of have a really good idea where it's at or if it's going to do well. And because you did the research, you used one of the apps that, uh, that Jorge's mentioning that he teaches you to use. And now you're not guessing, you know, pretty certainly 
what the what the odds look like and what numbers you're looking and then there are things you can do beyond that to improve your numbers and he mentioned some of them by making your property cool by making it attractive having a game room you know if you can get a property with a pool like all these little things location 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 will make a big difference then you'll get good reviews and then you're on your way to having regular bookings you know with your property now you, you you know the fact is a lot of people are looking to get involved they need somewhere to start and sometimes it's difficult to come up uh, with the cash or the partners to to buy you know straight out uh, a property but there's this amazing opportunity with airbnb arbitrage and you're an expert at it jorge how does airbnb arbitrage work and how can somebody get started you know within this program today Absolutely. There's three things to look at, right? You have your data, the ordinance, and the contract. When it comes to the data, it's using those softwares first. But the first thing you should yes. do, let's start with the regulation because numbers could look great, but what if you can't get a permit? What if they no longer accept permits? Yes. Or what if you're trying to operate in an area where they no longer where they no longer allow them, like New York City or like in uh, Santa Monica, California? So the first thing you should do is contact the local building department of that city you're interested in and ask them what their short-term rental regulation is to decide whether or not it makes sense and if you can get a permit. If they say yes, then step two is go look at MashVisor AirDNA to confirm if the numbers are good. And then finally, uh, you want to make sure you have permission in writing from the owners because in 100% of lease agreements, it's going to say no subleasing allowed. But of course, when you speak to a property owner, and they give you permission, you want to say, hey, my business or my name has permission to use this property as a short-term rental, and my company, my name has permission to change the locks on this property. Now you have a sustainable, scalable business where the numbers are right, you, are, you were able to get a permit, you got permission in writing from the owner, and now you have something that is scalable. Mm -hmm. So important, so important. Yeah, you don't want to be locking down a property that uh, you can't actually put on the short-term rental market and 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 rent it out. So amazing, and, and so you guys can get started. You can start taking action, and probably the most important thing I think at this point, and everybody listening probably getting very very excited and wondering, okay, so what's the next step? Like, I need a training program. I need someone who has a blueprint, a roadmap. Clearly, Jorge, you've got that roadmap to success. What's the, the step someone can take right now? We don't want this to be a passive podcast. We want it to be action taking. And that's what we want to do, implement and, and take action towards success. So what's the next step that they can take right now to learn more about arbitrage, Airbnb, and really what may be the biggest opportunity in real estate right now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually hosting a five-day challenge at the end of January from the 23rd through the 27th, where people are going to learn more in five days than they have in the last five years about starting automating uh, short-term rentals. So if they come to my Instagram, there's going to be a link in my bio and they can all register for that. Outstanding. Guys, that's January 23rd through 27th. Jorge, what is your Instagram handle? It's uh, it's my name. So it's T-H-E. So it's the, and then Jorge Contreras. And there's a lot of okay. fake accounts out there. I'm sure it happens with Leo. So it's make sure it's the one with 143,000. There's like with 143,000 followers. If it's, you know, 10 or five, just know that I only have one Instagram account and uh, we're working on that verification. It's taking a long time, but uh, just make sure it's the right one. And if, if you send me a message, I can always send you a video just to make sure it's the right account. <laughs> 
All right, guys, we, we will put that uh, link here in the show notes, but it is the Jorge Contreras. So make sure that you guys, uh, you know, go to his Instagram and these challenges are so powerful. I don't know if you guys have done any of them. Some of you have, some of you have not. It's one of the most powerful ways to learn about a topic and, and gain a lot of knowledge from an expert like Jorge. So make sure you guys go and get registered. This is at the end of January, January 23rd. Put it on your calendar and literally put it on your calendar. Don't just put it on there and forget about it. Put it on there. Don't schedule anything else there so that you can give it all your attention because this is not only something that can provide income and freedom, but it can also provide like an actual way to increase your net worth. And overall, it's the most powerful strategy to lower your taxes. There's just so many benefits to these uh, these, these short-term rental properties. And that's, that's why we're following it and learning everything we can from Jorge and his program with this. So guys, make sure you... Go to his Instagram handle, the Jorge Contreras, and get in that challenge. Set that time aside. Jorge, the last thought I'd like you to you know, leave with the audience is the mindset. Sometimes we have limiting beliefs. We think, oh, well, this works for Jorge, but I don't know if it can work for me. I've, you know, I've got other struggles and challenges. You are going through tremendous challenges at the beginning of your story. What is one mindset factor that somebody can do right now to get the right mindset to take this step in 2023? You know, a lot of people, I, I believe that all people are living a life as a that is a complete reflection of their environment and the people that they surround themselves with. And so the number one thing that you need to do, if you feel stuck, if you feel like you're stagnant, like you're not growing and you're just in the same place, the number one thing you need to do is find a new circle of friends who want to see you become the greatest version of yourself, who believe in you, who inspire you. And sometimes they believe in you more than you do at maybe some of your lowest times, but you have to get into those right rooms. You have to surround yourself with the right people and you have to get into those the right environments that allow you to, to grow and to thrive. And that's what the challenge is about, right? There's going to be hundreds of people there who are all supporting each other. And uh, it's going to be a really great experience. But that's the number one thing I would say to get unstuck is surround yourself with people who are also on the same journey. So powerful. Just amazing what Jorge just shared there, guys. You are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So think about it. Are you spending time with, you know, naysayers and complainers? No, you'll never do that. You know, that you're not, that's not you. And, and people who are not inspiring, who are not on the same journey, who don't have that, that belief that you can create the life that you want, that you can create an epic life for you and your family. And it starts by hanging out with the right people. Jorge, thank you so much for being a guest, guys. I'm excited. I'm going to be checking out uh, the challenge there at the end of January, go to Jorge's Instagram account. It's the Jorge Contreras, that's C-O-N-T-R-E-R-A-S. And make sure you get registered for that challenge. Take action, don't be passive, and we'll see you next time on the Seven Figures Club podcast. Are you looking for more Seven Figure Secrets content or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening. And if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.